So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, I'm Miss H, and today Mr. O and I will be discussing episode three of season two, Love During Lockup. On this episode, Justine gets ready for her wedding to Michael, Melissa stops by Louie's work, Chelsea's dad finds out that Mike isn't in the hospital, and he's fine. Ty confronts Hottie's cousin about Boston, Jessica goes to look for houses with her daughter Bailey, and Emily gets hit up for money by Dari's friend Smoke. If you like what you hear, please give us a rating, and if you watch 90 Day Fiancé, check out our other podcast channel, 90 Day MK, Teachable Moments with Miss H and Mr. O. Thanks and enjoy. Hello, Miss H. Hello, Mr. O. How are things with you? Uh, things are okay. It's really feeling like wintertime, and we have a Veterans Day coming up, an Election Day. Yeah, Election Day is tomorrow, which which we've talked about before. I get off for, and you don't. But yeah, whether you're weird. off or not, everybody should go vote. Uh, I always put that out there. Go vote for everybody. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, um, maybe a group that probably isn't so much as an outstanding citizens as the ones that are voting, uh, but maybe kind of trying, maybe Emily, uh, Emily and Dari. Mm-hmm. So Emily gets a call from Smoke, Dari's former cellmate, who got her number from Emily's mom. Smoke is asking for money, saying that Dari and him had talked and Dari wants to invest his money. So Smoke is going to handle it all and he needs some money from her. Emily thinks Smoke is shady, so she calls out that Dari has limited phone time, so how in the world could they possibly talk? Smoke then says he that Dari gets extra phone time if it's extra early, so he talks to him like every other day. Emily says that Dari isn't getting any money from her, so neither is Smoke. Emily kind of hopes that Smoke's investment is illegal so she can find out about it and send him back to prison. Smoke is later talking to his friends, and they're worried that Emily isn't going to stay with Dari when he gets out. They're concerned that she has control over all his money and is threatening to kick him out if he messes up. All right, so definitely we get these vibes like, you know, Emily is supposed to be the outstanding citizen, right? She's in school for, what, criminal justice, but then definitely some shady stuff where Emily seems like she's basically controlling and maybe even using Dari's money without him really knowing. Yes, she's definitely controlling his money because I thought it was a little confusing, too, when Smoke first called and was just like, mm-hmm. oh, I, he, she was like, he's not getting any money from me. And I thought she meant he's not getting any of my money. But right. he meant she meant Dari's money. Yeah. Control of the, his own money. Sure. The money that Dari promised Smoke he would give him. Like, And mm-hmm. so but she's like, I'm his power of attorney. I get to do what I want with that money, which is hmm, not really what best. power attorney supposed to be. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it's just very odd. And I she just doesn't even seem like she's trying to hide the fact that she's like spending his money on what she wants to spend it on. I don't know. She just seems really shady to me. She does. And she actually I'll tell you what bothers me about her is that she was I don't know if you saw what her um, shirt shit said that she was wearing this whole time. Looked like a dare shirt, right? With the with the yes. red letters and the thing, right? Yes. But it wasn't dare. It said ACAB and then said resist police violence. And I don't know if you know what ACAB means. Oh, I don't. But it, it means all cops are bad. 
Oh, interesting. And so clearly, she's someone here that's committed to like social justice, and you know, she's studying her her, her criminal justice to try to like, you know, she said she wanted to be a defense attorney. So it, it sounds like she's someone who very much believes that our our or at least outwardly believes that our criminal justice system needs reformed and it's not fair, particularly people of color. Like that that's the kind mm-hmm. of person she's presenting herself to be. Yeah. And then she's trying to get this dude locked up for shady shit. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. And then she's like, and that, it just seems so hypocritical to do that and say that and say you're gonna do that. But when it comes to your personal things, you're like, ha, ah, this guy is uh, he's too friendly with my boyfriend. I need to get him locked up. Like, that's not – no, the, the justice system is not there for you to manipulate to get your boyfriend's shady friends locked up if you're committed to social justice. That's ridiculous. Right, right. I don't, I don't know. I thought the whole situation was very weird. Like, Emily brings up a good point. If this was legit and Dari really was trying to get money, you know, his money to smoke, like, why didn't he tell Emily Yes. I mean, I definitely wouldn't have just been like, oh, yeah. Oh, you're my somebody calls me up and says, yeah, your uh, your boyfriend uh, said uh, you should give me some money. Uh, it's his. Uh, that, that's what he okay, said. Yeah. So give it to me. Yeah. No. Suspicious. Like point number two, like he didn't even get her number from Dari. He said he got her number from her mom. Right. So and, but, wouldn't Dari just give her the number? I give him the number. And if she would have been like, listen, I'm not going to give you the money until I talk to Dari about it. Like, yeah. I don't I don't trust you because this is very wallet inspector shady situation. Right. Like, right. Um, and yeah, you would have to be a fool to give this person just be like, oh, did he say that? OK, I'll just give you the money. Like, you would right. really have to be a fool for that. But she's just like, no, nah, even if I talk to him and he says give you the money, I'm not giving you the money. I'm not doing it. Right. Like. It's my money. It says his name on it, but it's mine. Like, yeah, that's where like, that's where she goes too far. Yeah, she definitely has been treating it like it's her money and she can decide. But I also like get the impression that she feels like she deserves it because she was wronged, you know. And so uh-huh. she has said, you know, oh, well, Dari, you know, cheated on me. And that's the reason why I feel like I need a ring upgrade. You know, and so I kind of just feel like this is her revenge. And I don't think the friends are, you know, that far off base when they say, like, he'll if he messes up, she, you know, she's done with him and she'll kick him to the curb because I believe it because it's already like it doesn't even seem like she likes him that much. No, it really doesn't. It really doesn't. She doesn't like she definitely doesn't like his friends. And Mm -hmm. we just we, we yeah, we haven't seen her talk about him in any kind of loving way. And we've seen. Everybody, most of the other people have talked about oh, their yeah. people in very loving ways, however delusional it may be. They right. do have that. She seems to just, ugh, I guess this he's my boyfriend, guy. this guy. Yeah. I mean, fine, whatever. It just doesn't seem, you're right, she doesn't seem like she likes him at all. No, she doesn't. So I just, I don't see her really sticking around if he continues like, what he's been doing and i feel like the only reason why she's sticking around now is just because she can like get her revenge by you know taking his money mm-hmm. yeah and, and yeah and that that mean that yeah that that and that bothers me revenge bothers me mm-hmm. like justice is one thing revenge is another and yeah, yeah for, and that's what I'm, i guess that's what i was saying before like for somebody who says they're committed to justice she seems more committed to revenge oh yeah yeah definitely all right, so moving along. Um, 
somebody who is definitely not a stranger to revenge, and that's uh, Ty. So oh gosh. we start with Ty on the phone with Kiyoka, who is Heidi's cousin, and she wants to meet her in the cemetery with the pretext of checking out a plot, but, you know, it's kind of creepy. She can't believe that she's still having to question Hadi's loyalty, but she does question it, and she does it by asking Kiyoka, who, like, she she at first awkwardly, like, refuses to hug. So, <laughs> Ty asks if Kiyoka knows that Hadi was engaged to Boston, and Kiyoka says she doesn't know anything about it. Now, we're kind of – we were led to believe that that's a lie because um, – Kiyoka says that's dumb. Why would one person give a ring to two people? Which is kind of what we saw. We know she had a ring for Boston at some point. But that com- she got comes up later. Kiyoka tries to convince Ty that it makes no sense to like do all this stuff for Ty and also be proposing to Boston. Um, she says that she has she is, has nothing to do with it and tells us in an interview that the ring she had for Boston was a backup ring in case Ty said no, but she actually never delivered. So Ty is very confused how Hadi is going to play with all this. And Kyoka says that she doesn't know. He, he still could be two-timing. It doesn't matter. Um, it, it's none of her business. Ty should talk to her and talk to Boston to see what's up. And uh, Kyoka just wants to stay out of it. So <laughs> Ty then says that's a good idea. And then points out the two plots on the cemetery that Boston and Hadi will have if she finds out that they're also engaged. Oh, um, gosh. Uh, so I mean, I guess, first of all, like, yeah, do we believe Kiyoka's story that, that this other engagement happened? Or do you believe, she, okay, you believe she delivered both rings? Yeah, I don't believe Kiyoka, Kiyoka, she's whatever. She's definitely lying because if it really was a backup, like, let's say, go back to, you know, her second story. Her first story was like, well, I'm on my way to deliver another ring to Boston. So we already know that that's a lie. You know, her second one's a lie. So the second time she says, oh, well, you know, it was just a backup ring. We ended up returning it. It's like, why? Would you buy a separate ring if it's a backup ring? Why not just give her the first just give rejected her the first ring? first ring. Yeah, yeah. They don't need two rings in that case. You can just take one ring to the second person. The first ring to the second right. person. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. There is no two ring scenario unless you really genuinely want two women to have two separate rings, which is clearly what's happening here. So I, I don't like feeling lied to as an audience member. It just it's annoying to me, too, because it's like. You were filmed the first time. You were doing an interview with production the first time when you're like, I'm on my way to give Boston the second ring. So to pretend that that completely didn't happen and the production's like, are you lying now? And it's like, no, I'm not lying now. It's like, okay, well, were you lying before? Because what you said doesn't match up. It's not aligned. Yeah, that that that's true. And like the other thing that bothered me about this story is when she's trying to convince Ty and she's like, why would he do that? That wouldn't make any sense to do all this stuff with you and also do it with Boston. And it's like that would make sense except he's repeatedly many times done things that don't make sense by having her and Boston both at the same time. Yeah. So it's like why – I don't know. He did a lot of things that wouldn't make sense This that don't make sense. This would be in kind. Right. I, I'm confused, to be honest, like what he's even doing with two different women. It's like they don't both send him money. So it's not right. like he's getting double the money. I don't understand what he's doing. Do we know when he's supposed to be released from prison? I think it's like three or four years. It's not so. Soon. 
I don't know. So maybe it's just that he thinks that this is like a future hottie problem. And he's just like, whatever, I'm just going to ride this way while it lasts. I, you know, maybe he's not getting everything he wants from one person. And so he's just trying to string two people along because maybe he needs double the attention. I don't know. But I, I honestly think he's not thinking too far ahead because he's just like, whatever, in three years, it'll all sort itself out. It'll be sorted out. Either one will be around or none will be around. It'll be fine. Yeah. I don't have to worry about that yet. Um, yeah. I, 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 do, I do generally think that's probably where he's at. He's like, what are they going to do? Like, what are they going to do? Come kick my ass? What are they going to do? Come on. <laughs> yeah. Like, what's it matter? Whatever. Just keep, keep, keep them going. Like, which is funny because like Ty clearly cares that there's another woman. And wants this yes. other woman out of the picture. Right. Boston doesn't seem to care. She's like, whatever. He's mine. He can mess around. He can talk to you or whatever. Those are all lies. I know he's mine at the end of the day. Right? She yeah. literally does not care. If you told her, oh, yeah, he gave a ring to Ty, too, she'd be like, okay, that's fine. I mean, I know he's mine, so. Well, maybe that's why there's two rings. Is a Boston's ring bigger than Ty's ring? Because I could see her making that kind of comparison and like be like, yep, I knew it. I'm number one. I could, yeah, I could see that. I could see that. But I could also see it. It doesn't matter. I, it do, literally doesn't matter what the evidence or anything is there. Boston's mm-hmm. just going to be, that's her attitude to it. It's just like, well, I'm number one. So whatever, how, whatever makes you feel better, baby. It like, continues to confuse me that Ty, we have to remind ourselves, is yeah. also pulling a hottie on hottie. And she yeah. gets all kinds of butt hurt when it's like mentioned that there may be another girl in the picture. It's like, come on, you've got like four other dudes on the line right now. I don't understand like why you get all kinds of upset because there's one other person. I don't either. I mean, she has like deep seated mental issues with with those kind of things. But like it, it's one thing to like feel like betrayed. And it's another thing to just be like, dude, you like. You know, it's a little bit of a hit dog or a hit dog or holler situation, right? Like mm-hmm. the things she hates most about herself are the hate she, are the things that she sees reflected to herself, right? And that's what really pisses her off in other people. We've all seen yeah. people who just go off on people who are like, but you do that all the time. <laughs> Why are yeah. you so upset about that? And in this case, she's just going along. I mean, she clearly is just terrified of ending up alone, right? Yeah. But she's got kids. She'll never really be alone, like it or not. <laughs> eh, I don't know. I, I Some moms, like, you know, yeah. some moms really don't end up with with grown kids that don't talk to them. Let's put it that yeah. way. Yeah. Well, let's talk about some other couples that are getting married soon, sooner, other than Ty and Hottie. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's Justine and Mike. So Mike's sister is helping Justine getting re- uh, get ready for the wedding. Mike's sister supports them, and she's just sad that she won't be able to be there in attendance. Justine says that they can only have four people at their wedding. Mike has 61 days left in his sentence, but Justine doesn't want to wait. They have been waiting long enough, as she puts it. Justine reads her vows to sister as she puts on Justine's shoes for her. Justine says she's super confident in her choice to marry Mike. The family is all on the way to the prison, and Justine tells us she had maybe three hours of sleep last night, and Mike's friends try to throw him a bachelor party in the prison. Mike's mom says that Michael probably never envisioned a prison wedding, so why couldn't they just wait two more months? Justine says that this gives them a sense of control, especially since they have not had any control over their visitation over the last couple years, especially with COVID. 
Mike's mom asks her how she's going to feel like when he's going to go out and about when he's out of prison. Like, you know, prison Mike is maybe different than free Mike. And it's mm-hmm. clear she's trying to ask about Mike's womanizing ways because, as we recall, his mom has mentioned that Mike has been a womanizer. Justine assures her that it's just a persona and that's just something that a job that Mike exudes and he's just trying to, you know, kind of make this player image for himself. For all other questions, Justine just says she's not going to speculate about the what ifs and she'll just figure it out when the time comes. Justine's mom says that Mike has to prove himself before she'll call him a son-in-law. And Justine's just worried that this uh, ceremony is, you know, not going to go okay. So she just wants everything to go right. Okay, so Mike's mom has hinted, not like very obviously, it's definitely pretty subtle, Mm -hmm. uh, about Mike's womanizing ways. And I feel like mom has probably seen it so what do you yeah. think do you think mike is a player this gives me very strong like um and i get where they're coming from with this with indian harry vibes right mm-hmm. like the yeah when he's in prison sure he's all about you because he's there's nothing else for him to do there's nowhere else for him to go there's nothing else for him to look at and if he's out of prison yeah and it's like one of those things that she's like well i hate to speculate and i don't know what he's like but and, you know, that she kind of accused the mom of, like, accusing him of things. I was like, mom's seen mm-hmm. these girls. Like, I'm sure he brought these girls home and brought them around. And, like, it's not a speculative thing for mom. She's like, yeah. no, there were a lot of girls that he would, that would just be randomly in my house for, like, after the right. day or whatever, right? Like, right. she knows what's up. And, like, it is going to be hard. It's one of those things that's very easy to say that you're going to stop that and you're not going to be like that anymore when you're out of prison when that's not an option right now. So really I'm saying she Justine doesn't know what's going to happen. And like no. and it, it, she kind of seems to know that but she doesn't really fully know that like what the mom's talking about is a very reasonable possibility. Well, I mean, his mom has, I mean, to her credit, is like trying not to throw her son under the bus by saying like, you know, my son is like a player. He's a dog, you know, like he's going to cheat on you. I've never seen him be faithful to another woman. But she like pretty much in short told us that she has never seen him be faithful to another woman. So those that's not a good track record. It's easy to be faithful to someone. I mean, I I would think if you're in prison and there's literally no other women, right, and you get one person who is giving you all this attention, like, it seems to me that is an easier scenario than when you are out in the real world and you encounter other women and have lots more opportunities, lots more free time um, to, like, you know, communicate with other people. It's just, I just don't see this happening, like, him being faithful. It just... I, I yeah. agree with you. I very much see this as an Indian Harry where he's going to say all the right things and like think he's a smooth talker, you know. One thing I will say in Justine's defense, though, like not even defense, but like to her credit, she doesn't seem as like clueless as Indy, right? She doesn't seem like someone who's going to tolerate that. Sure, sure. But that means, I mean, that means she's going to have to not tolerate it. It's a, right. I don't think her not tolerating it is going to be the thing that stops him from doing it. Like, right, right. 
But, so she's going to have to, like, that just means they're going to end up getting bro- broken up, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas, yes, but yes, she has got a much better head on her shoulders than Indy does. She's not going to her, um, you know, astrologer to find out what oh thing, what things are in the cards for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's definitely yeah. more... Um, you know, more down to earth in terms of uh, in terms of how things are going to go. She just is like, she just seems like the kind of person that's like, I want it to go this way, and I don't want to consider anything else. Um, even though I know it's a possibility, what's the point of even what's the point of even thinking about that? Because if it yeah. happens, it happens. You know, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm kind of hoping the fact that they're doing a blended family thing will, you right. know. M- maybe make him realize that this is like higher stakes than just you know whatever but i mean he's got a bunch of baby mamas i think he's got what three kids and three different baby mamas so maybe i don't know maybe it's not the family life isn't much of a deterrent yeah but to his credit though or their credit um the family a unlike indy harry seemed to like justine right yes yes and b they seem to like mike (laughs) Right. They might say yeah, he's a womanizer who's a womanizer and he's got a lot of baby mamas or, you know, isn't isn't great for relationships. But like in terms of them, they seem to like him. And Harry's family did not like him. Oh, yeah. They care about him. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. His All sister right. would be the first to report him to his P.O. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 All right. So moving along, we have Jessica and Dustin. So Jessica and her daughter Bailey are getting ready for a road trip. That Bailey doesn't seem very enthusiastic for. They're going to Tennessee to meet Dustin's family. So they can't meet with Dustin because he's in the box. So I guess his family's going to have to do. So from the box, or maybe before he went in the box, I couldn't tell what the timeline was. He did send Jessica a letter that um, that she reads to her to Bailey. And Bailey says is pretty cheesy. So she tells us a little bit about her previous marriages. In marriage one, she said it was like a situation where there were like no signs of affection allowed. And then marriage two was COVID induced, whatever that means. I don't, <laughs> I have theories, um, which blew up when he slept with a friend of hers. So she hopes third time's a charm. So they get on the road and Jessica talks about how hard this whole thing is right now since she can't even talk to Dustin because again, he's in solitary. So she doesn't know where... He's going to end up prison-wise, that they're going to ship him around because, uh, you know, that's the kind of thing they do. And she knows he's going to end up someplace besides the places she used to work. And she's worked in a lot of different places. So she believes that Dustin always gets sent to the box for as a, in a bizarre retaliation for her quitting. But according to the Department of Corrections, it's more about them hitting him up because he's being an insubordinate jerk. <laughs> so at the end of the day, uh, she's... She thinks that he's going to be – he's done with prison and Bailey is uh, skeptical. So then we skip most of the trip and they arrive in Shelbyville, Tennessee. So Bailey reminds her uh, – it reminds her of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But for me, I can't see Shelbyville without thinking of The Simpsons. <laughs> so in Shelbyville, they first meet with a realtor, Shayla. So the market is pretty good um, since their place they're looking at, you know, is available for 285000 Uh which Jessica thinks she's going to have to cash out part of her 401k to pay oh, for. Oh, God, no. Yeah. What? I just, yeah. So yeah. she's hoping that if she can provide enough for 
Dustin, he'll keep his nose clean, which is kind of the whole point of getting a big, nice house. So Bailey asks what kind of things there are to do in this town, you know, because she's a 17-year-old high school senior or whatever. And the answer is, mm, you can drive to Nashville an hour and a half away. There's <laughs> stuff to do there. So back in the car, Bailey says the house was weird and uncomfortable and doesn't want to really move to, you know, middle of nowhere, Tennessee, um, to start over. She doesn't get why Jessica wants to do all of his stuff and start a new life with Dustin when Dustin, like, we don't even, he's not out. We don't know where he's going. Like, why are you starting your new life without the person you're starting your life with? All right. So let's, I guess let's start with this. Is this just because this is the town that his mom lives in? Is that what it is? Is that why we're in this middle of nowhere, you know, BF Tennessee here? Yeah, I think it's where his family is, but I don't know. I just, anytime you involve like uprooting your kid's life, it's just very concerning. Now, I get that Bailey is like, depending on when they move, it's like, yeah, it's the borderline of, I guess, kind of okay, because Bailey is a high school senior. And so if they're moving in the middle of her senior year, then I do not support this at all. That is really messed up. Well, she's homeschooled, though. Eh, but still. She's got to have some friends. But it's not like she's going to be missing out on, like, her prom and things like that because she was already missing out on that, right? It wasn't, you know? Yeah, but I, I don't know. It's just a lot to go through, like, during this, like, the end of your childhood, essentially, right? Because that's how mm-hmm. I kind of see it. It's like the end of your childhood because you're transitioning to the next phase in your adult life, which is, you know, either the workplace or school. But, you know, she's going to be making some big changes in her life. And, you know, it sounded like she uh, was applying to colleges and things like that. But yeah. it's just, I, I don't know. It just seems like... So terrible to uproot your child when she's kind of at this big phase in her life. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely kind of against uprooting children though, as much as you possibly can, like anyway. Like, mm-hmm. I haven't felt bad moving across town because my, my kids were in elementary school, like kind of that thing, yeah. right? Um, that's how far I, that's how extreme I take it. So to take your kid to a whole other state just right. seems. That seems uh, there's got to be a good. And I know people who do it and generally people do it for work. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And this is just I mean, I don't know how else you get it to to work with Dustin. But, yeah, it does seem like something that would be a lot easier for her daughter if she just waited like a few more months. Right. Yeah. And I mean, like I said, it's not even that ideal anyway, but I mean, it's better than the middle of this. But I think that's also frustrating to me to see people like make these kind of big decisions and for something that is not have an established track record of being solid, right? She doesn't have an established relationship with this guy outside of prison and you're going to cash in your 401k for that. That is like, I, I, Mm -hmm. I think that's just a terrible decision because it's like, yeah, you know, you do all of this, you cash out your 401k, you buy a house in the middle of Tennessee just to be near his family, just to accommodate him. And then what if he decides, I don't want this relationship now? And it's like, what do you have? You have a house in the middle of nowhere and no retirement. Yeah. Well, especially because this is middle of nowhere. Like, how are either of them going to get work? Like, have we yeah. talked about that? Like, well, she's a nurse. Like, you can get work anywhere for being a nurse. 
okay, where's he going to get? Well, and that, well, is this one of those places where the nearest hospital is an hour and a half away? Like, you know, there's places like that. And if if that like it is tr- tricky to get work, I don't think it is. I'm looking at where mm-hmm. um, <laughs> looking at where um, you know Shelbyville, Tennessee, is right now. Yeah, but it's going to be hard for her to get work, even as a nurse, because they're going to be like, "Hey, she did some eth- unethical, sketchy shit last time she was working for oh, us God. when they go to the well, unemployer." Yeah, right? that's that's a separate issue because then it doesn't matter where you live. Yeah, that's right? true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but there, but there, I mean, there's a reason a single family home is two hundred eighty-five thousand dollars, and it's because there's no there's no money coming in there. Yeah. Well, I was kind of surprised that Bailey was hating on it so much. I thought it would look like a nice house. It wasn't weird as she put it. It wasn't weird. It was a normal house. It looked like a standard house. Yeah. I don't think anything weird about it except for this isn't the place I'm used to. So comfortable, I give you. And it's not even comfortable in the way that like it actually physically is uncomfortable as much as it's just like, you know, like a hotel room is uncomfortable. It's perfectly comfortable but it's not like my bed and my thing and i feel weird about it and it's it's not comfortable that way yeah yeah oh goodness uh we haven't heard from him really have we no i don't think we've heard like, from him we at haven't all. got his side of the story or anything yeah well so all right so let's move on to another couple uh melissa and louie so melissa is flying from newark to georgia so she can see louie she worries that he won't like her in real life. He's currently in a transitional center where they go to work and then they have to go back to dorm. Uh, Melissa is telling us that she might try to get a sneak peek at Louis uh, through his job. She calls her sister in the rental car and her sister says that she's just crazy. Melissa is telling her sister she's planning on stopping by his work so she can see him since uh, it's been uh, since they've been in high school since she's seen them him. She drives to his work and wonders if he'll get in trouble for her being there. She has a pair of binoculars and is spying on him at work and calls him. He says that he can see her and she tells him that she'll flash him. So she does and Louis gets irritated that she's there because he could get in trouble and Georgia doesn't mess around when it comes to the law. Melissa tells him that she'll come over there and he keeps saying no. Melissa walks over to him and they try to hide themselves as they spend 20 minutes making out. Melissa claims she may have pulled down her pants. And then Melissa says that there was chemistry, but they were interrupted because the TC was coming and Melissa had her sweater around her neck. We get a commercial break of Melissa telling us how cool and popular and hot Louis was in high school. He was a ladies man and Melissa thinks he hasn't lost his sex appeal. If I have to hear this woman talk about hot (laughs) Louis one more time, I'm just like, we get it. He was hot. I think uh, the key word there is was. That's what gets me. <laughs> I you know, I don't think he's an unattractive guy even now, but I think it's just almost like she is feeling like she's worth something because she got the attention of the hot guy back in high school. And it's just like, oh my gosh, can we stop with it? The fact that he was hot in high school like mm-hmm. doesn't make your situation any better. It doesn't make you richer. It just, I don't I don't know how it's making you happier, you know? It's just I don't understand like why you're clinging to this image of him from like 20 years ago. Yeah, it's gross. Like because it's I mean, yeah, it, it, it's sad because it's like wow, you're you're basing your your 40-year-old net like self-worth on what 
on being able to pull somebody that you were had a crush on 20 years ago is one thing. Yeah. But then the second thing is I know he's not 18 now, mm-hmm. but this is a 40 year old woman that keeps telling us how hot this 18 year old was. And it's like he was 18, man. That Stop. Stop <laughs> saying this. Stop it. Yeah. Now. And like to the point where it's like, I don't know. And I feel like she's trying to already. I feel like she's in that pattern that we've seen before of the cool girlfriend pattern. Yeah. Right. Oh, I'm the one who flashes you when I when I show up. I'm the one who, you know, you put my hand down your pants a little bit while we're making out secretly in your workspace. I'm the cool girlfriend. Yeah. Well, and what kind of makes me sad about that a little bit for her is that I feel like she's doing all this stuff to, like, keep him around. Right. Yeah. She's so desperate, like, for his uh, love and his approval that she'll just pretty much do anything, you know, to keep him around. And that's just. And I don't I don't know that she really knows all that much about him. And so I think except that he's he's hot where he lived. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah. he, everybody, everybody, all, all the girls wanted to wanted to be with him and all the guys wanted to be him. Right. And so all she knows and really all she talks about him in high school was like he banged a bunch of girls. And so, like, that's all she knows about him. Oh, this is a guy that likes to bang. OK, so I guess that's how I have to keep him. I guess that's how I have to attract him. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, her making out with him, it's just like, uh, and then his whole thing like, no, no, don't come here. And it's like, all right, but then you still willingly participated. All right. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely a lot of, I mean, I'm sure Louis is going to have, Louis has the, um, what I, I've heard to it referred to, it came from a while ago, but it's it's the myth of the uncontrollable boner. <laughs> Where that it's like, what was I supposed to do? Like she was there and wanted to make out with me, but I I couldn't not do that. I have no control over my 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 physical actions once my once once my penis happens. Like that's oh, it. Gosh. Like uh, like, and it's like, no, that's not true. Stop that. Yeah, yeah. I I just I agree with him. Like I feel like Georgia doesn't mess around. We've seen we, you know. Yeah. Puppy and Amber on probation for like 30 years or something like that. Georgia does not mess around. Like, why is he even doing anything? And why is she doing anything that would risk her not being able to see him even longer? Uh, Yeah. I mean, she I mean, I almost kind of get him a little while where he's like, all right, well, if I can let her sneak down here right quick and just make out with her for a few minutes and then she'll leave and be gone. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. she's going to just hang out here all day like you know, making this whole thing last longer and making it more likely that I get in trouble. Like, let's just nip this in the bud and let's just get it done real quick and then she'll be satisfied and leave. Yeah, I don't know. Mm -hmm. All right. So speaking of people who left, let's go to Chelsea (laughs) and Mikey. So Chelsea's dad is messaging Chelsea from her door because she can't hear him knocking when he comes with coffee. So he wants to talk – he wanted to talk to Mikey but can't do that without Chelsea getting in touch with him. And she sends him a text to say that she's sad and he should just go home. So she wants him to go away but after he kind of talks through the window, she comes in and she tells – he tells her all about Mikey's supposed mini stroke. So while dad is there, she gets a text from his – or an email from his friend or at least maybe from his friend that says that, oh, yeah, Mikey's in the hospital but they can't tell him which one and – 
there was other things. We actually ended up seeing the email, but also, but it's also she doesn't know who this friend is. I don't even know that he signed it. It was very weird. <laughs> so anyway, her dad calls to prison to see if he can find out what's going on. So it turns out they've had several calls from an about that individual from they just say like some other female, and that he's well. There's nothing wrong with him. So <laughs> he asks, you know, the dad asks, who is this female that was calling? Because clearly it wasn't Chelsea because. They mentioned something about her and her daughter wanted to find something out and, you know, without – and there's no other details. So, Chelsea is frustrated and doesn't know who to, what to believe, especially since her dad AS, her dad's ASL sucks. So, she can't really understand what he's trying to say. <laughs> so, she gets mad and drives off. And then the dad said, oh, she drove off? Well, she ain't coming back then. Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, the next time we see her, Chelsea is at her best friend Beth's house where she explains that the – prison and his family have been having different stories and also she hasn't heard directly from Mikey in a while. So they show us this mysterious email, they put it on the screen and it tells a story in very incoherent rambling English with no capital letters at all Gosh! about the stroke systems. He had stroke symptoms during a softball game and now he's in the hospital and they don't tell him which one and they're giving him the runaround and Beth asks, Beth asks, how this guy got into Mikey's JPay to even send this email? Mm-hmm. And seems to come to the conclusion that, yeah, I think this all might be bullshit. Right. So, but if it means that, it, but if it is, that means that not only is Mikey lying to her, he like has a whole systemic plan where he has multiple people lying to her and is sending fake emails and all this stuff. So, because of that, Beth hopes that he's just in the hospital and isn't being a big weird asshole for some reason. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, what do you think? Do you kind of see any way that this isn't Mike just lying and being an asshole? Do you think there was a medical issue? No, I don't think it is because they even said like he was fine. Like the warden said that he was fine, that there was nothing wrong with him. So I, I honestly do think it's him posing as a friend And I don't know if it's because he's in the process of breaking up with her or just trying to, like, string her along a little bit longer without really having to pay attention. If I were to venture a guess, I would say that he's got other women that he is, like, Chelsea is not the only one. He probably has a handful of them. And that's Mm -hmm. why, you know, he's kind of trying to phase out a few of them, maybe because he's got a front runner. I don't know. But, I mean, this is all, like... Very shady and very much like he's trying to get rid of her. And the friend Beth made a really good point. Like this email kind of makes it sound like don't message us anymore. Like Mm. if we have news, you will hear from us. But other than that, just don't worry about it. You know, and so that is definitely how the email read. And so it's like he's trying to get a situation where she's not going to ask questions and not bother him until he figures out like his situation, which I think is is his situation with who am I going to be like loyal to out of all my girls that I got. Yeah, it definitely certainly sounds like there's more than one girl, right? Yeah, Yeah. I don't know that there is more than two girls. But yes, very, very suspicious if they're like, oh, yeah, some other woman has been called, which I don't feel like they should be allowed to tell you. Like, (laughs) oh, yeah, some other woman's been calling about that guy all day long. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they should either. But at the same time, it's like he probably is like, well, I never gave any names. So why does it matter? 
you know? And so mm-hmm. if you were, like, really going to narrow in and try to get them in trouble, you know, he didn't really give any details. But that's why I think there might be two women is because if you've got another woman, like, calling and asking about this guy, it's she's probably being told the same weird story. Oh, right, right, right. You think there's multiple people right. that have got the um, – Same got the, weird story. Yeah. Oh, mini stroke. That was it. Yeah. Don't yeah. talk about it again. He's yeah. fine, but not fine. He's in a hospital. We don't know which hospital he's in. He's just – he's gone. Like, you know. I know. It's um, so weird. It, yeah. It just it, – it, it doesn't meet the – because – okay. I do understand that they wouldn't tell the inmates which mm-hmm. hospital he was in. Yeah. But they tell his family which hospital he was in. I would think so. Right? And so when the, the parents don't know, the parents are like, oh, yeah, mini stroke. We don't know anything. Like, end of story. Well, maybe if he doesn't get visitation, it's like maybe you wouldn't want to tell family that because then it's like, I don't know, they might show up trying to, like, break him out or something like that. Well, I mean, they, I mean, they have they, they, I, but I feel like they have to tell the parents and they have to tell your family when they've moved you to another facility. Like, there's somebody yeah. they have to tell, right? If it was, like, just a different jail, if they shipped you to a different jail, um, that they, they'd have to tell. I don't know. It's just – it's one of those situations where I feel like if Chelsea – I don't know had a better head on her shoulders, but if she was able to look at it, like, from outside of herself, she'd be mm-hmm. like, oh, no, it's it's pretty clear that nothing happened and he just made up this whole story. Like, that that seems like the most obvious option here. It was a bummer that, you know, she couldn't understand what her dad was saying. And she certainly got frustrated. And I also feel like I wasn't sure if her dad was, like, trying to hide the details from her and not give Mm. her the whole story. Because I thought it was weird that her dad didn't straight up say, he's not in the hospital. They said he's fine. Another woman has been asking about him. He never said any of those things to her. And it's just like... Is it that he's trying to protect her feelings and, like, that's why he's not giving her the whole story? Or is it, like she says, he just sucks at signing and doesn't know how to say those things and so he's just keeping quiet about it? I mean, if he sucks at signing and didn't know how to say those things, he could he he could text her those things, right? I know, right? Like, he could – if he really wanted to get the message across, he could and she could have been like – but I'm sure that dynamic of him not being able to sign is uh-huh. – Obviously, it's not a new one, right? Because she's yeah. – my understanding is she's been deaf from birth. And so yes. I feel like he's had a lot of time to learn ASL by now. And so yeah. <laughs> I might be frustrated if he if he like re- still sucked at it too. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But it, it's just – I feel like does she know the whole story? Because right. I, I, don't, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know what – I don't know how much of what we know – she knows because I don't know right. how much of that actually got – because her dad was just like, he's fine. Like that – what was all, all he said, right? He's fine. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah. And then she was just like upset and then she just like left. And then she kind of said, oh. Because it wasn't even clear about what he said if he meant, oh, he's he had a medical issue but we're in the clear now. He's fine. Right, right. Or what the prison said, there was never anything wrong with him. <laughs> right. He's like, I know A-OK in uh, ASL, so that's what yeah. I'm going to sign. OK. 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 He's OK. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. All right. Um, so uh, we didn't hear from Mark and Cincere, and so we've kind of speculated off air that they probably don't have much of a storyline. I mean, it's been a few episodes. They weren't in 
They've only been in one episode so far. <laughs> They've only been in one episode of the what was this? What was this episode? Like three, four, or four? I thought it was four. Yeah, it could have been three though. I don't know. Yeah. So. Yeah, it just it it feels that one's starting to feel already. I feel like that happened with our our you know bodybuilding guy from DC oh, gosh, last yes. time. You they know, had to it was like, pivot to, to another woman just to keep him on and have footage. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, out of the group we saw this week, uh, who was your student of the week? Um, I went with Justine just because I, I, I don't feel like she did anything totally wrong. She right. was just fine, right? And yeah. even though we didn't, even though I, I'm very worried that they're going to stretch out this wedding, which is supposed to be happening. You know, now later over the today, next, like, two or three episodes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like this morning, like not even like this afternoon. It's supposed yeah. to be this morning, like in an hour, as soon as they get there. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Uh, what about your dunce? Uh, my dunce with Melissa. I did too. Just taking pointless, unnecessary risks with yes. somebody, but uh, but specifically risks that somebody else would have to pay the consequences for right and for what so you get to make out for like 20 minutes i mean i don't think they had sex so it's like are you really really getting anything from this like you can just wait because it make it definitely got the impression that um she wasn't supposed to be there at his work but she would just see him later that day like after he's yeah. done with work, because I mean he just has to go to. A yeah, dorm. I think they had some sort of visitation yeah. or something back at the dorm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like just calm yourself. You have to wait like what four to eight hours. Like you can wait. Well, I'm sure. It, I'm sure it wasn't even twenty minutes. I'm sure they made out for like three minutes, and he like grabbed her butt. Like yeah. that was what happened. <laughs> you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. All right. Uh, what about your life lesson? All right, so this kind of goes to we have a few people who are clearly being lied to, right? Mm. And they all kind of want to do the same thing. And it's like, well, if you have a known liar, right? Mm-hmm. I understand if you hear a story and you want to get the, set the story straight and get everybody's perspective on it. But if you if it's a known liar, you're not going to get a decent perspective on the story. All you're going to get is more lies, Right. Yeah. So they don't necessarily deserve a chance to, well, I don't know what's going on. If he's engaged to hottie, I better talk to him and see what he thinks. Yeah. He's going to lie to you. Like right, that, that's what's right. going to happen. He's going to lie to you. Um, so th- there's no point in giving them that chance when they've proven that all they're going to do is lie. Yeah. We are definitely on the same like brainwave this week. <laughs> the same student of the week, same dunce and mm-hmm. similar life lessons. Mine was very short. It's if it seems shady, it usually is. So that yeah. definitely applies to, like you said, a bunch of couples from this week. Right. All right. So, I mean, we are really just getting started with this, with this, with these people. But I don't know. I'm kind of a little bit worried the way we're we're dragging out this wedding and you know things like that. So hopefully yeah. we get some more interesting things going on as the season come, progresses. Yeah, I can't say I feel super invested right now in any sure. of their storylines quite yet. Um, I do want to find out if Mikey is in the hospital or not. But other than that, I don't really like, yeah, sure. Melissa and Louie, they're going to whatever. And, you know, Jessica and Dustin, she's going to make dumb decisions. You know, it's like mm-hmm. and then Ty is going to be Ty. But I just feel like I don't know. I'm just not really invested in any of their stories yet. So I'm hoping that, you know, maybe it'll get a little bit more interesting. Yes, definitely. 
Yeah. So, hoping that next week is a little bit more interesting. So, until then. All right. See everybody then. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.